I'm excited for you to get a copy of my latest book, Overcoming When You Feel Overwhelmed. Sometimes life throws multiple things at you all at once. Have you ever been there? Have you ever felt like there's no way out of this? With everything happening, it's so easy to feel completely overwhelmed. That's why the title is Overcoming When You Feel Overwhelmed. And it's not a, a fake feeling. You absolutely feel like you can't hardly go forward. But yet God's Word gives a roadmap to victory. This is a must book that you need to read that's going to change your whole perspective on trouble and what to do when you feel overwhelmed and you feel like there's no way out. Overcoming when you feel overwhelmed. Get it today. Get your copy of Jensen Franklin's new book, Overcoming When You Feel Overwhelmed. Available now at Amazon or anywhere books are sold. Welcome to Kingdom Connection with Pastor Jensen Franklin. I think it's safe to say that we're living in interesting times. The question each of us needs to ask is, in light of the times and in light of Scripture, how then should we live? It's certainly a little less fashionable to be a Christian these days. It's certainly a little less fashionable to be a Christian these days. So what do you do with that? Is it best to blend into our culture in hopes of having some influence? Or has the time come when it's more important that we stand out and draw a distinct line between what culture says and what we hold to be true? Prepare to be challenged and encouraged as Pastor Franklin leads the way. If you have your Bibles, I'm going to just highlight several scriptures for the sake of time. This is the story of Esther. Chapter 1 starts out in a beauty contest. The king is a bachelor and he wants a wife and there's 127 provinces and they send the most beautiful girl in their area to win the bachelor. That's not a new television series. It's in the Bible. And the one that wins the beauty contest is a girl named Esther. But then trouble comes and Haman, a killer, an evil, evil, wicked man devises a plan to destroy all the Jews. We pick up the story in verse 4. When Mordecai learned all that had happened, he tore his clothes, put on sackcloth and ashes, went out in the midst of the city. Listen, he cried out with a loud and bitter cry. He went from the front of the king's gate. No one might enter the king's gate clothed in sackcloth. And in every province where the king's command and decree arrived, there was, there was fasting, weeping, and wailing, and many lay in sackcloth and ashes. Notice verse 4, something I'd not seen before. And Esther's maids and eunuchs came and told her, and the queen was deeply distressed. Then she sent garments to clothe Mordecai. She sent garments to clothe Mordecai and take his sackcloth away from him but he would not accept them. Quickly move to verse 11. And there it says, she said, there's a law that says, I can't go in and fight for our lives. I can't go in and fight for the Jewish people because I'll be put to death unless the king extends his sepulcher. And then that powerful verse, verse 13, Mordecai told them, to answer Esther, do not think in your heart that you will escape 
in the king's palace anymore than any of the other Jews. For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise from the Jews from another place, but you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. It's amazing that this story starts out with a beauty contest. I think Esther is a type of the church. I believe she's a type of the last day church. I believe she's a type of the church and the culture of the church in the time when Christ, the King, will come again. And notice what she's consumed with. She's involved in a beauty contest. She's all dressed up. She's playing the role of queen. She's taking beauty baths, if you read it. She's relaxed. She doesn't want to get involved. She doesn't want to get in the controversy. She doesn't want to use her voice. She's silent. There's treacherous, dangerous things happening in the nation, and she is in a beauty contest. Sounds like the church, the modern day church, has beautiful buildings and beautiful music and beautiful people. There's the steeple. There's the doors, open up the doors and there's all the hot people, the good looking people, the well-dressed fit people. They come to church and they leave. It's a beauty contest. Culture is unaffected. Week, the whole week is unaffected. There's a beauty contest, but There comes a time in a nation and there comes a time in the kingdom when God says the beauty contest is over. I believe we're living in that day when no longer can the church just be a beauty contest of beautiful buildings and beautiful music, but nothing changes. What amazed me is Mordecai gets a burden and tears his clothes, and he challenges Esther to come out of the beauty contest and get in to the fight, the fight for the nation, the fight for the sons and the daughters, the children and the grandchildren, the generations to come that would perish. You cannot remain silent, he began to cry out. And I believe that there are thousands of pastors in America who need, I'm one of you, I don't put down and criticize pastors, but I'm, I'm giving a call today. I feel like I'm an old man for a reason. I feel like I'm 59 and about to turn 60 this year, and, and I have the right. I've been pastoring the same church for 34 years. I have a right to speak like a father now. And if ever pastors needed direction, it is now. If we don't get involved, we're going to lose our children and our children's children. We're going to lose freedom of speech. We're going to lose freedom of religion. We're going to lose freedom of worship. We're going to lose it. It's not something you can just go through like a beauty contest and say, that's not my problem. We don't mix our faith with nothing. It's just, we're just here.
What did Mordecai say to Esther? He said, you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this, not to be a beauty contested. And do you know when she heard that he had torn his clothes and put on sackcloth and ashes, the next part of the verse amazed me. The scripture said, and she sent to him garments. She sent to him garments, new garments. She said, just put on some glad rags. Just cover it up. Just, just let the church kind of do their thing and sing the songs and preach the little message and everybody have burn some candles and do whatever you want to do. And then just go home. Just put on new garments, put on some glad rags. Just put a smile on your face. Just get up and preach the messages of seven ways to enjoy your vacation. And uh, we need more than that. The end times are happening in our times. If you can't see it, if you can't see the threat to freedom, if you can't see what is going on in the world, and it's like the church is totally disconnected. Families falling apart. Marriages falling apart. Culture changing. Redefining of genders and all kinds of things happening. And people like Elon Musk, who's not even claims to be a Christian, he's fighting for freedom of speech while the church is quiet and doesn't want to offend and doesn't want anybody. May We might lose people. You came to the the wrong church. We are not that silent church. We have come to the kingdom. God has given us this to affect this nation and this world. We're not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's real. And I'm not, I'm not preaching today to get you whipped up. I'm preaching today to get you woke up. Real wokeness needs to hit the church. I love it when Billy Graham used to get up when he was alive and he would say one thing over and over. If you watch any of his old clips of sermons, he would say, and the Bible says, and the it doesn't matter what my opinion is of gay marriage or transgender. I don't have an opinion. My opinion is what the Bible says. The Bible says, the Bible says, I'm not going to be mean. I'm not going to be ugly. I'm not going to harass, but you have a right to live like you live, post anything you want to post, but you don't have a right to cancel me and say, I can't say the Bible says. It's called freedom of speech, and it ought to unite every American to say, we will fight for this. Live any way you want to live. Live and let live, but don't say you can't have a voice, but I can. And I won't say I can and you can't. That's called freedom. But what touched me is Esther arose and I saw something else I'd not seen because the scripture said, she said, but you don't understand Mordecai. I can't go into the king because they passed the law. <laughs> you ever read that? She said, there's a law that says I can't go into the king. And I love Mordecai's response. He said, you need to test that law if it's out of line with what God's telling you. 
And it's time to test some laws. When grown men want to get in your teenager's girl's locker room and bathroom, it's time to test that law. When I don't understand. I don't understand those. I, I, I'm not against the jab. I'm not against the, the needle. I'm not against the shot. I, I, I've had it twice. People in my family, my daughter, my, some of my people have had the, the shot. It's, it's, not a, it's not an issue for me. I don't care. What I don't understand is apparently COVID can be spread in, all over the place except at the border. If we would just go to the border... Apparently, you don't need a jab. You don't need a mask. You can come in great numbers by the millions illegally into the nation. You can bring drugs. You can bring criminals. You can bring gang members. Nobody will get COVID. Something is crazy going on. And while we sit back and in one month, an entire, I'm not against my precious Hispanic people. I love the people and some of them are precious and some of them should come legally to this nation. But what I don't understand is how is this happening? How can a whole city, the city, a size of Atlanta comes in illegally. We don't know who's coming in. They know of 50 on the terrorist list that are in this nation. And if they blow up your kid's high school, then maybe we will wake up. Then maybe we will realize. And the church is just in a beauty contest and we're just quiet and we don't know how to pray and we don't need prayer meetings and we don't need preachers to get up and we just want you to be non-controversial. I am non-controversial. There's one way. There's one truth. There's one life. His name is Jesus and all must repent. But even the Bible said, put watchmen on the walls and make sure you don't let just anything come into your nation. Well, I'm a watchman and you're a watchman and it's time to get on the walls and realize what's happening to our educational system. What's happening in our law system? What's happening when, when you go on mdweb.com, if there's anywhere you ought to feel safe is medicaldoctorweb.com and you see something that people with great intelligence and know the human body, on one of the first forms, if you want information, check your gender, male, female, neutral. And I'm not against the shot, but the same voices that scream my body, my choice when it comes to abortion say no, but if you don't, you don't get my body, my choice. And if you don't take the shot, if you're a nurse and a doctor, a hero who saved lives during the pandemic, you are fired. And you say, that's not happening. We had two nurses, a man and, a, and his wife, both registered nurses in our campus in our OC, both of them fired from Sinai Hospital in Los Angeles, fired because they worked all the way through the pandemic, received the highest accreditations at one of the most reputable 
uh, hospitals in the nation, but fired because they would not take the shot in their body. All I'm saying is this. That is a precursor of the mark of the beast. If you won't take it was a trial run. It was just, will they go along with it? And if you don't, we don't care about your family nurse. We don't care about how, whether you put food on the table. We don't care if you get up and end up in a tent outside homeless. We want you to lose your salary. We want you to not be able to buy and eat and take care of your family, even though you've been a hero and you've been working on sick people while we were sitting home watching Netflix. Come on, folks. I'm preaching the truth. Something is wrong. And we're getting more and more muzzled. This is not China yet. This is not Russia yet. And we refuse to sit silent. We have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. And it's time for the church to speak up. Speak up. I just want to say today that the censorship that is starting small, but it always takes more ground and more ground and more ground while the people just sit back and let it happen. What they really hate is not the church as a historical building in their city. They hate the preaching of the word of God. And when you understand what he said to them, this is what he said. He said, I need you now to unite. We no longer have the luxury of disunity. We no longer can be left wing, right wing, Democrat, Republican, black, white, Asian, Indian. We can't do that. We must come under one thing and understand our very existence is on the line. If we're going to preserve this nation, if we're going to preserve the Constitution, if we're going to preserve the freedom of speech, the freedom of worship, the freedom of, of, of whatever it is, the justice that we desire, even though it's not a perfect system, it is the most close thing to perfection of any government on the planet and in human history. The nation that you live in is a great nation. The nation that you live in still says you can dream and you can do. And I realize there are disadvantages. Not blind to that. Understand that. But somewhere we have allowed teachers, unions, and leaders of those unions to erase the good history of America. And they said, if you don't get in this fight and we don't create the war machine of freedom, we'll lose it all. And the same applies to the pastors that will not stand against the lies of censorship. I love what Mordecai told Esther. He said, there's a decree to kill all the Jews. And she said, well, uh, the law says I'll die if I go in without permission. And Mordecai just kind of looks at her and says, um, you're going to die because you're a Jew. 
Now, if you go in, you got a chance that he might hear you. But if you don't go in, you're going to die. I want to say it's coming to your family. It's coming to your home. It's coming to our state. We are watching things before us and we just sit quiet and nobody says anything. And we come to church and we hear another thing and blah, blah, blah. And I I don't know. I just feel like if I've got any influence, I'm so old. I don't care anymore. I don't care. I don't care. And COVID so wrecked the church that I used to preach the empty seats every week for almost two years in this place. We just recorded and, and, and nobody came. You know, you didn't need to come. And, 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 I, and I, I guess I've been there and now it's full again. And this is awesome, but I don't preach for crowds. I preach because I realize that I'm going to stand before the Lord one of these days. And I cannot look my children and my grandchildren in the eye and say, I left you a nation without freedom of worship, freedom of speech, freedom of prayer, freedom to speak up and say the Bible says, The Bible says, turn to somebody and say, the Bible says, thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not lie. Thou shalt not have no other gods before thee. The Bible says, thou shalt honor thy father and thy mother. Thou shalt remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Playing games, right? Just like Jesus said, they'll be going, giving in marriage, taking in marriage, having entertainment, going to the mountains, going to the beach. When suddenly in an hour that you think not the son of man cometh, he's coming just like he said. We're on the verge. The Russian bear is on the move, just like Ezekiel 38 and 39 said it would happen. Just like China has become a prominent force. He said the kings of the east will unite with the kings of the north, if directly from Jerusalem, if you look on a map, totally north is Russia. Russia. What Iran is mentioned in Ezekiel 38. When Russia starts moving, China will come alongside them. They have not been silent since the Soviet Union has been dismantled. They've been pulling together their extreme Muslim nations like Syria. Did you know that Russia has an airport with their fighter jets in Syria? Do you understand that Syria is bordered right up to Israel? And that is the battle of Gog and Magog. And is it, is it going to happen? Is this the one? No, I don't believe this is the one, but I believe it's the spirit, the, the antichrist spirit stirring President Putin of Russia to get the armies ready to keep moving and start the march because they're really not fighting and hating the Ukraine. They don't know it. There's a demon that hates Israel. I got to quit, y'all. I, I, but, but you got to understand, the end times are happening in our times and the church is in a beauty contest. I'm excited for you to get a copy of my latest book, Overcoming When You Feel Overwhelmed. Sometimes life throws multiple things at you all at once. Have you ever been there? Have you ever felt like there's no way out of this? With everything happening, it's so easy to feel completely overwhelmed. That's why the title is Overcoming When You Feel Overwhelmed. And it's not a a fake feeling. You absolutely feel like you can't hardly go forward. 
yet God's Word gives a road map to victory. This is a must book that you need to read that's going to change your whole perspective on trouble and what to do when you feel overwhelmed and you feel like there's no way out. Overcoming when you feel overwhelmed. Get it today. Get your copy of Jensen Franklin's new book, Overcoming When You Feel Overwhelmed. Available now at Amazon or anywhere books are sold. Kingdom Connection is a soul-winning ministry that is reaching the world through broadcasting, expanding into new church campuses, and global acts of compassion. By using the technology of today to fulfill the Great Commission, we are able to connect with countless people and reach hundreds of thousands of lives. Our broadcast connects with people like you all around the world with messages that speak to them. Our ministry exists to help build a connection for strengthening your faith and living out your God-given purpose. And our missions and relief work help connect you to desperate situations, showing the love of Christ through global acts of compassion. We feel the time is right and God is leading us to grow, and that only happens when you partner with us through Connection Partnership. With as little as a dollar a day, you'll be helping us reach further than we've ever been before. To become a part of this ministry and enjoy exclusive partner benefits, visit us online at jensenfranklin.org. Hope starts with you. Together, we can do something incredible for the kingdom of God. Your support helps us preach the gospel to over 200 nations around the globe, produce inspirational resources, and continue support for outreach projects. All donations received through a campaign are subject to redirection at the discretion of the organization.